Down and down again. Oh. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Oh. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. Oh. Oh. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't oh. find her. Shit. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. Niggas. What is up, everybody? This is your uh, so many things. We have news, we have notes, we have a review of night one of WrestleMania, which was a pretty solid night. Um, we had pretty crappy news coming from a wrestler that uh was being bullied um i'm gonna talk about aew dynamite we're gonna talk about stand and deliver we're gonna talk about roh supercard of honor uh i figured this was the best place to do it because <sighs> so as i was watching like night one right also we actually had legitimate sighting of Vince McMahon's mustache. We had a legitimate sighting. That was hilarious. Um, anyways. I was thinking about it as I was watching night one of WrestleMania. My my first thoughts were. As the night was going on. I want to say for the first time. In a while. With the exception of. Two matches. I felt like we got some conclusions to stories. I remember a time at WrestleMania. I sound old, I know. But I remember a time where WrestleMania did end the story. You know, and it picked up. And if the story did need to be picked up, it got picked up much later. You know, that that went away a lot with uh, over the last several years. But to the two matches that I'm talking about, they, they're building something most clearly. But, um... I thought this was a solid night. I do want to get to WrestleMania, but I think I'm going to leave that for last. Because I have some thoughts on everything that happened. But I saw some thoughts on the news and notes and the things I saw throughout the week. That Because um, for those of you who have not listened to my prediction show, we talked about the CM Punk comments, the predictions. But I recorded that last Sunday. And um, I just wasn't planning on reviewing anything else but WrestleMania. But some stuff happened and I have some thoughts on it. And so I just say, you know what, let me just, while I'm doing all this, let me just get this out the way. So let's start with ROH Supercard of Honor first. Let's just give the results. Claudio Castagnoli defeated Eddie Kingston to retain the ROH World Championship. Vikingo retained his championship by defeating Commander. The Embassy retained, which I know confused a lot of people or threw off a lot of people because Brian Cage, whose contract is pretty much up soon, uh, people are expecting him to go. And you know what? Here's the thing. Tony Khan said this in a media scrum a while ago. He said he kept him off TV because he he wanted Brian Cage and ROH. Here's the thing. Brian Cage is really good. Would he do better in WWE? I don't know. I don't because for for a guy his size, he is very agile. Like the match with him and Warlow was really good. And I think that's kind of the thing. With WWE, when you're a big guy, they want you to work big. And he can, but he's just a talented mother bleeper. And he's a very agile guy. So I just think sometimes he, you can be too good for your own benefit, you know? <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I think he's gone. He's going to make money no matter where he goes. Uh, 
but I just don't know if WWE would have him. Uh, he'll get more TV time for sure. Um, but I don't know if he will get what he wants out of it. So, but the NBC retained the uh, trios championships or six man titles, excuse me. Athena retained, and this is where people spotted Trinity Fat Two in the crowd, cheering on Athena. Uh, I believe Trinity was also um, Naomi, excuse me. I believe she was also at WrestleCon as well. Um, so uh, she's all over the place. Uh, I'm sure she's gonna sign somewhere soon. Uh, Samoa Joe retained his tell. That's a, that surprised me a little bit, but the story they're telling is of heartbreak, and eventually when he has that moment, he's gonna. It's people are gonna go fucking crazy for it. So Samoa Joe retained. Tanahashi defeated Daniel Garcia. The Lucha Brothers become ROH Tag Team Champions in a Reach for the Skyliner match, in a match where Dante Martin took a ridiculous bump but broke his his leg. They're saying. But his foot went in a direction that, like, no one's foot should go. And I'm sure you've seen it. It actually looks like the Sid Vicious um, one, which I just, it's hard to watch that shit. Um, but that was a ridiculous bump. And if he didn't get hurt, we were talking about the bump and how crazy fantastic it was. But because he did get hurt. And this guy, he just, I think, so I think with him. He's been hurt, and I think this, this one will keep him out for a long period of time, obviously. But I think with him, you got to slow him down. Because he can be a tag team champion, a TNT champion, intercontinental champion, wherever he goes. He, he can be a big card champion for sure, right? Because people are going to love to see him fight from underneath. You're going to need to slow him down, though. He's too good and too athletic. You have to say, hey, let's not do this here. Let's do this. So let's bring this in. I think that's the way to help him, but it's ridiculous. I don't suggest you go and see this thing, but if you're you know, morbid, then sure, go have fun with it, you know? But yeah, I don't suggest you see it. Um, Shibata is your new pure champion. Think about where Shibata was to where he is now. These guys, they won't clear him to wrestle. I, I'm, I, and then he goes from having just a grappling little match to having a full-blown match with Orange Cassidy, and then he's now a champion, and uh, just, that's a, that's a great story, just a great freaking story, uh, let's get to NXT Stand Deliver, in the surprise of the weekend for me, Indy Hartwell became the NXT Women's Champion, and I actually saw someone say that this is going to be a short title run, I said, you know what, I could see this being I call them Zack Ryder moments. Because if you look at Zack Ryder's career, not Matt Cardona, Zack Ryder. If you look at the the moments he had, they were all moments that were big. They didn't last very long, but they lasted for the moment. His Intercontinental title win at WrestleMania was at 34 in Dallas, which came as a surprise to everybody. He lost it the next night, but he became Intercontinental Champion. He won the U.S. Championship at... Uh, I was there when he won. He beat Dolph Ziggler for the U.S. Championship. At TLC, uh, I don't remember which year it was. It was the same night that Brian Danielson um, cashed in money in the bank, though. Me and Jonathan Esso were there together, actually. Uh, actually, no, we were there, but in separate places. Anyways, um, and I, I can see this being, because this, this moment did come out of nowhere. And it, they wanted to have the whole uh, visual of the way, minus... Awesome theory, um, hugging it out and everything. You should see Candice LeRae 
was so excited to see Indy with that women's championship. She was jumping up and down like you could tell they they legitimately became a family in those moments, which was awesome. Um, but this was a surprise. The crowd popped huge for Dexter Loomis. Um, and the, just the moment, like, I've never actually seen Indy Hartwell as anything besides what she was. So to see them even giving her this moment, I remember I, I didn't even watch it live. So I watched everything else live. I was actually doing something else. And I was on Instagram, and someone had posted a picture of Instagram. And I literally said, is this real? This is awesome. That's my first legit raw thought. Because it is awesome, man. Because even if I didn't think she could, she was at that level, I'm sure she's always thought that. I don't think anyone starts these things. Like, example, when I rhyme, anyone who gets on a record with me, I'm like, you're not beating me. You know, whether they believe that or not, it doesn't matter. I believe it, you know. So it was just, it was, I I was super happy. It was a, such a cool freaking moment. But that was the surprise of the weekend so far to me, um, was seeing Indy Hartwell win that ladder match and claim her first singles championship in uh, in NXT. Wesley retains in the Fatal 5-Way match, which which was an absolutely insane bout, which we knew it was. I can't still so see, so see. A lot of people will say this is the match of the week, of the night, of the day, excuse me. I, I, I disagree, and when we get to my WrestleMania review, I have to tell you guys why. Um, but this is, so far of the weekend, this is top five. But yeah, it's it, it it was it was number one for all like five or six hours. Then things changed. Carmelo Hayes defeated Braun Breaker to become the new NXT champion. Um, I didn't really. I thought this match was kind of lack for for me. It was kind of lackluster. I'm actually my plan is actually when I'm done recording, I'm actually gonna watch that match again and see because because I, I was doing a lot of stuff. And, and 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 so I was like, ah, I'm not really feeling it. It just wasn't grabbing my attention because I could do stuff and still, no, and still a match could take my attention, but I wasn't feeling it. So I'm actually gonna look at it again to see if I have a different take on it. Because um, I did forget because there was this like mutual respect. I didn't forget, but there was this like mutual respect thing they've been going through. But Carmelo Hayes is a, a, a villain. He's a, a, a heel, so he did win by heelist uh, tactics, but. Some with this match just didn't grab me. I'm actually gonna watch it a second time. I'll let you guys know tomorrow night uh, what my what my thoughts, my raw thoughts are on it again. And last but not least, Johnny Gargano defeated Grayson Waller in a ridiculous unsanctioned match, um, which was was the ending of that particular story. So I thought it was over. I thought this was overall a solid show. I didn't give all the reviews of all the matches. Just the main ones I really cared about. Um, but no, I thought it was a solid show overall. Let's do, let's go to Dynamite real quick before we go and get the news and notes. Then we get to WrestleMania, I promise. Um, Daniel Bryan officially turns heel, even though you guys know I'm doing air quotes. There, you can see me doing air quotes, even though you guys already know how I feel about the whole heel thing. He's been coming out the heel t- terminal. People still cheering him. He's not. He's he, he's gonna be a heel now because of the storyline what they're going with clearly, but. Essentially, Kenny Omega defended the United States Championship uh, and defeated Jeff Cobb at the end of the match. Um, the Blackpool Combat Club came out and beat him up. And the reason why he's by himself is because Matt Jackson legitimately has a triceps injury. He's not going to um, pursue surgery, so he's pursuing just rehab. Um, so they're just beating him up by himself. Brian came out, pushed him away, and then he knit him with the psycho knee. They put him in the uh, LaBelle lock, 
And then he said to him, you're what's the problem with wrestling. So this is the program they're going to go with. Um, this is the blunt guts match we're getting. was the Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, we're, we're, we're gonna, this, this, this should be a fun feud. And honestly, I, I thought about this when I first saw the clips. This actually takes a lot of those main event players out of the main event picture. So now you legitimately have nothing but the pillars really as the main focus. I know Jungle Boy and MJF got into a heated argument in the, during, during Dynamite, but um, do you legitimately have all the big-time players who have been at the top of the food chain down now? Jericho is down now. He's you know, looking at Adam Cole. It's like, that's going to be their next, their, his thing. But think about that. That leaves nothing but the pillars open for the main event scene. So that's pretty cool stuff. Adam Cole to return to defeat Daniel Garcia. And that's all we want to talk about from Dynamite. Uh, as far as the news and notes, uh, let's get to it. Vince McMahon is officially a WWE employee again, uh, according to an SEC filing. Um, he should be making about $1.2 million a year, but the annual compensation package with everything, glue and bonus and everything, should be about $7.6 million. Let's stop there. Think about how crazy this is. So Vince leaves the company, disgrace, being crapped on, people commenting, some people not commenting. Then he comes back, forces his way in. Still his company can do that, right? Then he pays back WWE $17 million in legal fees, saying, hey, take $17 million from me, blah, 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 right? So then, all of a sudden, he comes back and he's essentially, he's making $7 million of that back against the company anyway. <sighs> um, I, I, I've already been asked this question in my DMs. And yes, kids, it still goes down to DMs. <sighs> yes, I don't think I don't think he'll ever be head of creative again. I do think he will have a, a a heavier hand in the creative once WrestleMania is over. I think he's gonna give Triple H just WrestleMania. I think once WrestleMania is officially over, he won't be the head. Triple H will be the head, but he will be he will have a it'll be a 60-40 partnership. Triple H. But yes, he will be back in some control, some capacity. So, not like he ever lost control, but yeah. Also, MOW has released a real one, aka Enzo Amore. A lot of this has to stem from creative issues. He refused a lot of creative. He also refused to work with a lot of talent as far as putting them over and selling for them. Um, it's actually surprising to me that he's gotten as many chances in the wrestling world that he's gotten considering he was never a good wrestler he was always a great mouthpiece but he was never a great wrestler uh even big cast to a degree wasn't it? they were a good act because of how the, how everything worked with them and carmella and they took carmella away with just them but they were both pretty bland when you took them out of their positions and once again it's hard to say i mean big bill uh big bill even then his, he's gotten better but his wrestling was always limited. Enzo was never, real one or whatever you want to call him, was never a good wrestler. So it's like the fact that he's gotten this many chances is very, very fascinating. So um, I just, I think honestly what happens is I think people just kind of, I think he's one of those people that, I don't know if you guys have ever worked with somebody that's a terrible worker, but so many people like them. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, you're, you're, you're just a liked person. You know what I'm saying? 
and like, but they don't like your work ethic, but like you as a person. I think people just like him in in, in the in that industry because he doesn't really bring it to, to, to the table, but drama. He's brought a lot of dra- drama to the table, so that's just really weird. Anyways, WrestleCon. Oh, this is this is a deep water here. So Giselle Shaw, just for those for those of you who don't know, uh, I don't know if she's still signed with Impact or not, um, but she was with Impact. She's a trans wrestler. Um, she was born a man, but she's a woman now. She's a woman, period. And so um, I've done, I've actually heard nothing but good things about her. I remember being at WrestleCon and talking to one person in particular last year, talking to one person in particular, and he was excited to, to, to meet her. And he was saying how his experience was super awesome. She's super. I had, I've heard nothing but positive things. Even people I used to work with at uh, uh, RMP. Um, has said positive, positive things about her. Well, I remember when I first saw this story. It was early in the morning, this morning. And I just, I, 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 the first thing I said was, is she wrote this. Hey, I hate to do this, but I, I feel this need to be said. So I, I read that, you know, Rick Steiner made some transphobic comics about her. Comments, excuse me. And I was like, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm ignoring this shit. Because I, I, I just, I wasn't going with that energy at the time. I was actually legitimately, um, at the time I saw this, I was writing down other notes. So I just wasn't with the energy of what the, whatever that was. So I finished doing what I'm doing maybe like two hours, two or three hours later. I sit down, about to get some dinner, some lunch and dinner. Get back, back, back on my phone. So I, I go back to that exact uh, um, section where I saw the post. I start reading it. And... I'm like, oh, 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 wow, really? Like that bluntly in front of everybody, though? And I'm not going to read the entire thing, but essentially Rick Steiner kept saying she was a man, saying she was dirt, saying she was trash, just bullying her, right? For anyone who knows, Rick and Scott have always been known as fucking bullies. So all of a sudden, that's when I see just the, the comments come my way. And Jericho was very vocal. He said that Rick has always been a bully because he's a Steiner, did air quotes too. And he said that he and a bunch of the other guys like Jericho, and obviously he is Jericho, like Benoit and uh, Juventud Guerrero, et cetera, et cetera, were being bullied by him. And he said when he was younger in the industry, he took it because that's what they told you to do. So he take it because they're a Steiner, air quotes again. He says, if he has a problem with it, we can talk about it. But he's not, you know, scared or whatever. But he said he had Giselle's back. So essentially... Um, Rick went to the hall. He left his booth at the at the Rocket WrestleCon to go to the WWE Hall of Fame. And when he came back, WrestleCon informed him that he was barred from WrestleCon because of his comments. And then WrestleCon has done their best to distance himself from the situation, saying they didn't book him. A third party booked him. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but if you guys ever go on the WrestleCon website, it will say X Pac, uh, Giselle Shaw. Uh, Tony Storm presented by so-and-so. A lot of those people are sponsored to be there. So that means they paid for that table for that talent. I don't know how that works money-wise. <clears throat> I don't know if because they sponsor them, um, they get a cut of their money, or if it's just the fact that they say, hey, you're 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 being our sponsor. You know, this, this helps our brand out, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, but essentially, they said that he's, Booked by a third party. They're sorry about this. 
Either way, this was not a good look. And one of the first things I thought about, those two things. One, if you have those thoughts, they're your thoughts. You have every right to have your thoughts. Can't you just keep them to your fucking self? Like, why do you have to express those thoughts? Because those are very dangerous things to express. And I saw a, a post from a... Wrestling with Regrets, Brian, uh, Brian, what's his name? I forgot his name. Wrestling with Regrets, Wrestling with Regret guy. Uh, I do apologize for not remembering your name, but he had, he made a good point. He said, how come guys who are so good at kayfabe can't keep their personal comments? That's a great fucking point. Why would you think everyone needs to hear that? But also one of the other things that was really bad about it was Giselle said in the post that other legends saw this and just turned their head. I'm like, holy shit. She didn't say their names, but if you were at WrestleCon and you know where that booth was, it's like, holy shit, do you know who the fuck they're talking about? So I was like, I, I was like, damn, one of the things I was going to do before my plans changed, um, now get, and tomorrow now I'll make an announcement, um, or Monday whenever you guys listen to the show, but before my plans changed, my plan was to go to Los Angeles for WrestleCon. That was my exact plan was to do that. And um, I decided not to because I had these other plans. They've just been too much, et cetera, et cetera. So I was sitting there like, wow. One of the reasons I was going to go, ironically, was because last year, one of the things I wanted to do that I didn't do, I think the only thing I didn't get to do was get an autograph from Rick and Scott Steiner. And that's because I was waiting for my cousin to come on Sunday. They didn't have a booth on Sunday. It, oh, excuse me, Saturday. They didn't have a booth on Saturday. They only had one on Friday, which was false advertising because they said it was Saturday and uh, Friday and Saturday, excuse me. But I was like, wow, well, that was something I'm glad I didn't waste my time on doing. But like, my, my, one, why you have these thoughts? Two, why pick on her? Why? She's no threat to you. She's living her life. I don't, first, let me make, let me make this clear as well. I don't give a fuck what people do with their bodies in their bedrooms or whatever the fuck. I can truly care less. I remember one time. This is just. This is whatever. I was talking to somebody. And. Um, we're, and we're just having a conversation. We're at work. And he, he was like. Hey yo uh, Remy. Um, I had something to tell you. It's a guy. I was like, yeah what's up. He was like. Oh, just so you know I'm, I'm gay. I was like. So what the fuck do I. What does that mean for me. He was like, you don't care? I was like, am I trying to fuck you or something? Like, what? Why would I care? One, that's not a spoiler. I already knew you were gay as fuck. But two, it was like, why would I care that you're gay? He was like, I don't know. Some people could say, that's, dude, don't ever put me in this. I got frustrated. Don't ever put me in that fucking category with, with, with people who actually would care about stupid shit like that that you do in your personal time. And Unless you like are coming at me and hitting on me and I'm telling you no, no, thank you and you're being disrespectful in that way, that's a different story. But no, that's your personal life, bro. I don't give a shit. And he was so surprised. I was like, this is, I said to him, I said, this is fucking sad. That you that you felt this way, and I, and I even asked. Him, I said, "Did I say something ever in our conversations that made you feel?" He said, "No, you've never said anything, but that that made me think you didn't think know I was gay. So I just didn't want you to be surprised when you met my boyfriend." I said, "I don't give two fucks, and we're still friends to this day." But like, why does that bother him? 
it's not his family. It's not Braun Breaker. It's not his son. It's not anyone close to him. It's a complete fucking stranger. I don't know, dude. The whole thing was weird. I remember I just were, and, and, I, and I felt a little bad from ignoring the post the first time. But like I said, I wasn't with the energy. I was like literally writing down other notes for the show. And I was just like, when I got back to it, something told me to go back to it, though. Because usually I don't. Usually I'm like, I'm seeing I'm not with the energy. I find out later. That's why if you guys have noticed, sometimes I talk about some notes from the previous week or two weeks ago. It's because I wasn't with the energy and then something happened that made me, no, something told me to go back to that post. And I did. Um, so I do. I'm sorry she's going through that. But I'm also just, dude, you guys are, dude, if other legends have seen or were seeing this, and this part of it's true, which at this point, I, I don't think there's any reason to not believe her. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves, too. You guys are still scared of a air quotes. I'm doing air quotes. You guys see me doing air quotes. A Steiner? What? What? All right. So anyways, that's just, um, I have had people ask me that, too. So that's my thoughts on there. I don't care. I think it's stupid. Now, the guy's lost a bunch of money. Now, other conventions probably won't bring him on. Because if he's going to make those kind of comments. Which means he's, his bomb dog is going to be affected. But also, his son could be fucking affected. His son's about to be main roster bound probably as of early as Monday. You can't be saying this stupid kind of shit, man. Keep that shit to yourself or stay in the fucking house. I'm done ranting. All right, let's get to night one of WrestleMania. Um... I thought it was a strong night overall. Um, I was excited for it. And um, let's get right to it. So, if match to start the night off was John Cena versus Austin Theory. We knew this was going to kick it off as of last week. Um, Theory got the win after a low blow, a ref bump, an A-town down. Uh, this was pretty short, but I think you have to understand. I know some people were disappointed by this. Cena's classic match days are probably over as long as he has a schedule he has. He has the Rock's kind of schedule now of filming, which means he has a specific time to dedicate to wrestling events, which means he probably has, he, he stays in great shape. But wrestling shape is way different. Even if you saw him running down to the ring, you could tell he's lost a step. The dude used to run fast as shit to the ring. He was going not even midway at best, which is fine. He's He's gotten older. He's like 40-something, right? So this was what I actually expected it to be. It's what it needed to be. It was a showcase for Austin Theory. And it was Cena busting out the classics. And it was a way for Cena to give the rub to a young man that they clearly see a lot of things in. But there's not really much to talk about doing this, honestly, just because of how short it was. Um, it was a cool touch to have the Make-A-Wish kids come out at first and have them have the experience of them being on stage. So that was cool. Next up was the men's showcase match, which I thought was good because they gave it time. And that was my concern was, is this is this going to be the Andre the Battle, Battle Royal? Was, is this, this is clearly replaced that, right? Andre Battle Royal is now on SmackDown. But, but it was like... Are they going to give him like two minutes? No, they gave these guys time. And all four teams had a chance to shine. They all shined to some degree. Um, with the Street Profits winning, I'm assuming this is going to lead to a tag team championship match eventually. Um, but I thought this was a fantastic way to showcase these, what, eight people 
and these eight men, excuse me, oh, Sarah Logan was out there too, so nine. Um, but Street Profits won. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, which was a match I was looking forward to. Um, so Logan Paul has showed his ass. He showed his, how talented he is, how he's taken to this. Uh, Seth Rollins got the win. And Seth Rollins, if you look at the top performers in WWE history, <coughs> their WrestleMania records are fucking atrocious, dude. They just are. And Rollins has one of those terrible fucking records. But this was a match that was expected to be good because of the two people who were in it. I thought it was a great match. It was a roller coaster. It was the match of the night up until that point. Um, and so this match delivered. Next up was Damage Control versus Lita, Trish, and Becky. Um, this was what I expected it to be. Trish looked really good in there. I thought they were able to uh, cover Lita's missteps. Not, not, she lost a step. So I think they were able to cover that up. But you could clearly see Damage Control working with her, helping her do flips and stuff. And it to me, I thought about this. Because I had someone say to me, man, don't, don't you get tired watching these legends at WrestleMania? I said, that's kind of the, the thing that's cool about wrestling that we forget as wrestling fans. And we and we just we we want our people to be pushed so hard. The thing we forget is wrestling is the only sport where we can see our legends in no matter what capacity until the day they die if we want to. We still see Sting at sixty something doing what he's doing. And we love it. We love him for that. When he jumps off these things, we might wince, but he we're happy about it. You can't see Michael Jordan get back on the basketball court with today's rest, with today's players. You just won't see it. We won't see LeBron after he does. We won't see it. We can't see Sky Pippen. You guys get the point. I'm sorry for. I know you guys get pissed off. I'm using sports analogies, but you guys know those people's names at least. Here, we are literally seeing generations wrestle each other, and if they're helping each other out a little bit more, if they're cooperating with each other a little bit more, god damn it! Like, why? Why does that fucking matter, dude? Yeah, it looks that. Yeah, you could tell it's just clear, clear cooperation. But dude, it's a fucking cool thing to see actual air quote dream matches. To see Trish with the thing about this, Trish and Lita, as Bailey said in their promo, they're the reason a lot of these women start wrestling. A lot of them. Yeah, I know some people want to say, "Well, Medusa." A lot of people don't know who Medusa was. I can appreciate Medusa. I'm sure they can appreciate Medusa. Some women just saw these women because they were on the biggest stages. Think about this. When Medusa was in WCW, what she's known for is the trash can uh, belt thing, not her wrestling. She's a former Cruiserweight champion in WCW. She was still wrestling. Does anyone ever talk about any of her matches in WCW? I love her matches with Bonacano in WWE. Does anyone talk about the... No. They're talking about Leader pulling, taking her shirt off, doing a fucking moonsault. Talk about Trish doing Stratisfaction. Medusa was needed to get to these people as well. I'm just saying how we need to start appreciating those legends more because we never know where they're going to be gone. And I was watching the Arrow Hawani interview with Cody Rhodes, and uh, Cody had revealed something that I didn't know. He said that towards the end of his life, Dusty's life, it was hard for Cody to get him to come to stuff so he could see him because he said, Dusty said, hey, I don't want them to see me like this. I want them to see me as they remember me. 
but he still had it though. Dusty was always a bigger guy. When I think of when I think of Dusty Rhodes, a part of his legacy is not just the NWA run. It's not just the polka dot run. It's the fact that the Shield were <laughs> the Shield were putting him him and his family over. This you could you just see how the smile on Dean Ambrose's face, face getting hit with the bionic elbow. All things he did for those guys. I don't think of him any differently personally. Now and that's why I won't watch that final Ric Flair match. So I would look at him differently because that's just he should not be out there. That's different. But Dusty wasn't wrestling. Dusty was just taking taking uh, bumps and uh, t- 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 giving out bumps, you know. But I thought about that and I was like, man, we need to start appreciating this. So this match was one of the matches I had no care for at all. I could give two fucks less. And by the time it started, I said, you know what? That that's what came across my mind. Like, enjoy it while it's here. Because the fact that they have even put because. The fact that they even put the tag team championships on Lita, and yeah, then she needs a little bit more help than before because she was was super athletic. Who cares, dude? Who gives a fuck? Don't we all want to age with grace? Yeah. So, anyways, that little soliloquy is over. Uh, Lita, Trish, and Becky got the win here. Next up was Dominic versus Ray. These two get it for interests of the night. They were both fire interests. Ray's was spoiled though. And because someone had leaked a photo of the rehearsal online. Um, so I knew what that was coming. But the Dominic one with the chains and the jail, that was fucking dope. He had his own mask. Um, Ray had the lowrider. They, they literally played three songs. They played Nothing But a G Thing, which Snoop now owns, which is dope. You hear that on WWE uh, TV. You heard Eddie Guerrero's theme. Then you heard Rey Mysterio's theme. And that was cool. I thought this match was pretty good as well. Obviously, it was, there was a couple spots where Ray, Ray Dominic kind of messed up. But overall, I thought this was a fun match. I thought you had the the the, the you had the Judgment Day come out, Finn Balor, Damian Priest. Uh, you had Bad Bunny out there on commentary, which you already knew was a dick giveaway for something. Then Latina Ward Order came out there. Legal Feltasma came out there. The, the the mom got involved by slapping Dominic. It was. I was just, I still thought Dominic was gonna win, but once I seen what they did here, I said, "Oh, they're clearly setting up for backlash in Puerto Rico." Dominic had a chain in his hand that uh, Damian Priest snuck to him, and he was about to hit him with it, and Bad Bunny pulled it away. So this is clearly a setup for Bad Bunny, Rey Mysterio versus Dominic and Damian Priest. I was still giving him the win, only because I don't see them having Ray and Bad Bunny lose. In Puerto Rico, even though technically Damian Priest is from Puerto Rico too, I just don't see them losing in that that capacity either way. So, anyways, the semi-main event and the match, one of the matches, if not all four of the women's matches, it's four women's matches, right? Yes, that were done a disservice during their entire build was, and and this is one of them, but like all the women's matches were done a disservice because the builds were whack. Uh, this was a semi-main event, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. This this was the match they wanted to have three years ago. They had a great match in that empty warehouse during COVID. Uh, Charlotte got the win, took the NXT Championship away from Rhea Ripley, which actually started her downfall for a while. And then she found a judgment day. And then from there, it was fantastic. Um, and now she's culminated her Royal Rumble win with a SmackDown Women's Championship run, 
which I think this is her first time. I think she's had the Raw Women's Championship, and now she's had the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, she needed to win this. This was a match she needed to have. There was one nasty spot here where she did an over, where uh, Rhea did an overhead belly belly suplex on Charlotte, and Charlotte landed right on her face. You could see her blood, and it was a couple spots like that. Even in the match with Dom and Ray, uh, Ray Dom did this fucking powerbomb flip move on Ray. Ray hit the bomb turnbuckle. Whew. There were some stiff shots in this in this WrestleMania Night One thing uh, matches, but um, Rhea got the win. She needed this one sorely, and now the first taste of Golden and Judgment Days happened, um, and it's happened because of Rhea. So good job. And the main event, which is the thing that everyone <laughs> believed was going to be the main event, the thing that needed to be the main event, the most emotionally charged match was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Now, if you didn't think big main event Jay Uso was a thing, now it's officially a thing. This is the first tag team match to main event WrestleMania in 38 years. So if you do the math... The last time they did a main event with a tag team was WrestleMania 1. <laughs> and that was Hulk Hogan, Miss T versus Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper. This is the first time the tag team championships have ever main evented a, pay, a WrestleMania. That, make, that means these titles have been that important. And there was. They were. They are. A 600-day streak on the line. Probably the greatest tag team in the modern-day era, if you... Go for WWE. It's all subjective, but it's it's, argue, it's hard to argue the Usos aren't that. Um, you had Kevin Owens main eventing his second WrestleMania in as many years. Think about that. He goes from not main eventing to having his match with Jericho running down the card to where what caused Jericho to leave to go to AEW. To then having a main event, match, main event match with Austin, where he did all the build himself, to now having his second main event in a row. It's a Sami Zayn's first WrestleMania main event, the Usos' first WrestleMania main event. And on top of that, think about how crazy this is. The Usos couldn't buy a ticket to WrestleMania's main card. And look at look how everything's turned around for them. It's crazy. They used to not be able to buy a main a, a ticket to the main card, and now they're on it. And now they're main eventing, defending the tag team championships, in what was an excellent match. Um, I still, to me, it's a tie. My raw thoughts are this in the in the match previous. Charlotte and Rhea are just a tie. It was the, the drama for both was amazing. We saw a kick out of the one D, which was the version of three D. I don't think anyone ever kicked out of the 3D. I think they were that protective of that finish. So that's the first thing that ever happened. Jake kicked out of a stunner. Like, it, it just crazy. Um, Jay Uso took the, the fall like I thought he would. Um, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are your new tag team champions. And it's ended the way it should. Now, for those of you guys who are worried, because you're like, hey, can they have... Two nights of ending with the happy. I think they can, yes. Because I was listening to a podcast. And shout out to Sound Monster Sounds Off. He said this piece to the puzzle. I didn't think of it this way. But he thought of it this way. And this is dope. If you think about the next chapter in the story of the bloodline. It 
can't happen until Roman loses those championships. And I still stick with tomorrow night. Cody Rhodes is winning that WWE World Heavyweight Championship, and will end that historic run. And it will be it will start the next chapter of the Bloodline story. So. Overall, that was a solid night, ending with two great matches. If you think about it, in my opinion, I don't. I think if there was one weak match, it was the opener. Everything else was solid as hell, you know. But it had to end the way it did, with the tag team championships changing hands, but with like these guys getting a man. And here's his thing about this. Think about how crazy this is. I know people complain about two night WrestleManias, and that's that's fair. But it gives people like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, the Usos, the spotlight they truly deserve when you're not so winded. This went four hours. It didn't need to go four hours. And on top of that, because Rhea and Charlotte went the way it did, they didn't have to have a skit in a cooler match, which was Pat McAfee versus Miz. I didn't watch any of that shit. I know Pat McAfee won. But I'm saying is like, I don't need that. I could have gone right into it, but I understand the cooling down period to have them bring it back up. So I get that. Um, but yeah, man, I thought it was a fun night. And we still have night two. We have Asuka and Belair with the women's showcase match. We have Brock Omos, Edge versus the Demon. We have the main event. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing how they do this. So I am the Slow Chemical. This is your night one WrestleMania review, news and notes, all that good stuff. Uh, check me out. Like I said, this was a WrestleMania size weekend. So we had. Three shows this week already. It's the fourth. We're going to have five. But please, check me out. Like, follow, subscribe. I'm a Soul Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently. And we are out.